Welcome to the No Pressure, No Diamonds podcast, where entrepreneurs come to harness their struggles, doubt, fear, negativity, and setbacks. They place pressure on the blessing of adversity to become the strong, fearless, excited, passionate winner they were destined to be. A diamond. Man, we back. My name is Alex Rose, and I got my boy, Thomas Solano. Yeah. Come on, man. Tommy Solano, man. It is. You know, it's so funny. I just asked Gabby that. What's more energizing? My my personality is a Tommy, and I introduce myself as Thomas because I think it sounds more professional. I've been trying to get away from it, but <laughs> Tommy Solano, man. It's going to be in the line at the bottom. It's going to say Tommy Solano now. Tommy. Here on out, my guy. All right. Welcome to the No Pressure, No Diamonds podcast, man. We got a great episode a great episode in line for you guys today. Uh, and and I'm so excited to have the person that we have coming on today, mm-hmm. um, you know, to talk about some things that we talk about pretty often, just yep. personally, right? Pretty yeah. much almost every day. Yeah. Um, and it's about habits. And, you know, so today we have an amazing guest coming on, you know, a, 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 a lady entrepreneur, you know, an entrepreneur, but just making it happen and getting after it. And, you know, she's, um, so we're, so to introduce Miss Miss uh, Miss Gabriella Rosen, um, founder of OM, uh, you know, has built an amazing business, um, you know, has worked with Fortune 100 companies, uh, you know, yeah. is focused on helping people energize, uh, ener- not just have habits, but energize their habits and doing things, that, and doing things to make make themselves feel good while they're doing great things at work and while they're getting things done. We're going to get into some, we're going to get into the weeds here a little bit. We might do a little bit of, might do some exercises, <laughs> might do some pretty cool stuff. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, so, so who knows how, how this is going to go, but, but I know it's going to be fantastic. Um, and, and I feel, and I'm really appreciate uh, Gabby taking her time out today to spend just a little bit with us um, and go over um, her story and, and we're going to go ahead and dive in here today. Uh, so welcome, Gabby, to the show. We appreciate you for coming on. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks so much for having me here. I'm super excited to talk with the both of you and, and get energized together. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, so I'll go ahead and let, and let Thomas uh, get it going here with the first one. He's like, what the heck? <laughs> let Unexpected. Thomas get it going here out the gate um, and, and go ahead and dive in and, and uh get into it yeah well like 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 you mentioned alex um i'm excited about this just for my own personal benefit um you know when we when we initially spoke with gabby i think it was last week um it was just it was exciting to me because i find myself um going in and out of uh momentum from time to time and i think that's a real struggle gabby that'd be fair to say right with with people in general but specifically um in entrepreneurship uh and actually, that might not even be fair. Let's just say with people in life in general, uh, going in and out of momentum, uh, whether that's due to a lack of energy or frustration or whatever the case may be. So I found a ton of value in our initial conversation. And then I was doing a little bit of research on the um, on the OM website, and it said, meet Gabriella. And I'm like, I am curious about this woman that's just fascinating to me with, with you know the information you shared on our initial conversation. Um, and I came across something, and, and I'm, and I, I don't want to lead you into it, but I'm, I'm hoping that you'll touch base on, um, you know, some of that imbalance that is mentioned in your story, and how you kind of realized that that was what was going on, and how you combated that, and stumbled upon the energizing habits. Yeah, for sure. So. 
I didn't realize I had the imbalance until many years later in my life. So actually after I had started implementing energizing habits. So basically when I started my career over at Spotify as an intern, I had very, very ambitious goals and I wanted to reach those goals. And really I was so determined. I'm like, nothing is going to get my way. But I also felt completely drained and depleted at the end of my days and during, like I was always forcing myself to go to work and give a hundred percent. And so I was like, there has to be a way to just re-energize throughout the days. So by the time the weekend hits or I get to my night, I don't just feel completely exhausted. And the only option is to go to bed. And so I started implementing these energizing habits and I didn't even call them energizing habits at first, but people started noticing how I was accelerating and how I was able to accomplish all this work. So just for context, I actually pulled the numbers one day. I'm like, I want to see, because everybody says they work a lot and they always think they work the most, but I want to see. So I went to pricing. I went to yields. I went to add ups, like all our partner teams. I'm like, I need to see my numbers. Like I want to see it compared to everybody else. And so I was producing about three times the work, or I was in charge of three times the work as, as my counterparts. And so eventually people caught on, they were asking me for help. And after I'd been giving these to people, I said, oh, they've made me feel so much better. They've allowed me to accomplish so many goals in my life. I went to a new doctor, my holistic doctor. And she's like, how are you doing? What are the things you want to improve upon? And I'm like, everything's amazing. Like I have energizing habits. Like, yeah, I feel tired, but um, you know, I have all these things that have helped me overcome it. And so she did some tests on me and she's like, how do you function? Like, I truly don't know. She's like, you have the worst results I've ever seen. And basically I have these three major imbalances. And she's like, it makes sense that you created a company around energizing yourself. Because if you had not implemented these habits, like, I don't think your life would be going so well right now. But according to the chemicals in my brain, I never fully recharge. I never turn off. My fight or flight is essentially always on. So my brain is just always looking out for danger. My stress hormone, so cortisol, is completely through the roof. And then serotonin is actually like really, really low, which is your happiness hormone. And so she told me the results. And I was like, wow, I never knew why. I had to do so much work to always feel good every day, but it just made so much sense to me. And it gave me a bigger reason why energizing habits are so important because I know how much they have helped me. And I think about how, if I hadn't implemented them from the start, a place that I would be in, which would be much worse than where I'm at today. So it was the biggest blessing that I, that I had this chemical imbalance, um, and then also it was a really big blessing to me, the fact that I didn't even find out about it until after I had implemented these and seen the results. Right. Well, and I can imagine why, because it was confirmation that the exercises or whatever it was that you were doing uh, actually worked. Right. But I'm curious because um, neuroscience, as far as I'm aware, I'm not a neuroscientist or doctor or anything like that, but my understanding is the way your brain was functioning the way that holistic doctor explained it is kind of what should happen biologically. When you mentioned like fight or flight, like our brains, like that's what they're designed to do, right? Is to kind of be on high alert to filter out 
what would be perceived as danger and stuff. And so was it just that your brain is constantly high functioning and you weren't giving yourself the reset or was it an actual imbalance or was that imbalance just because you're high functioning? Yeah. So it's an actual imbalance. So if you look at a chart of normal numbers, and I'm not going to remember the exact numbers, but let's just use a scale of like zero to a hundred. So I'm, I'm like, I wish I had my papers right now, but essentially where my GABA, which is like your fight or flight, it's GABA really keeps you feeling safe. So it's the opposite of fight or flight, but where it should have been at, at a scale of like zero to a hundred, let's just say it was at like, it should have been at 57. And for me, it was at two. So it was basically non-existent in my brain. So there was nothing chemically telling my mind, telling me you're safe, you're good. You can just kind of relax or you can just focus in on this one thing. And then cortisol, it should be, let's just say it was at a 15 and it was actually off the charts. So it went all the way to the other end of the, the spectrum, which is crazy. Like just always high on stress. And then the third was serotonin, which was essentially non-existent in my brain. So again, there's nothing that was producing that feeling of happiness, of content, of like, okay, you feel good right now. Um, so those were the three signals that were specifically imbalanced in my mind or my brain. I'm curious too, if you can think back, was there times in just your daily life where so, so, so after you figured out this, after you figured that out, um, did you kind of, kind of think back on times just in your daily life, you're kind of, you know, whether it's, you're, you know, you're walking really fast or you're always just like head on a swivel or, you know, you can never like just really sit down with, or, you know, maybe when you sit down with the friends, are you always kind of like back to the wall, you know, like how we always are, you know, back to the wall in a room, you know, making sure you're like, you're always, um, Hyper just, just on high alert status where you never really relax. I mean, you know, is there things in your daily life that were affected by that, that you notice now? Yeah, for sure. So growing up, my mom, when she would go around at nighttime, she would close all her doors. And for me specifically, when she would close the door, she would say, I would always like jump up in my sleep. Like, even when I was sleeping, like I would just like freak out. Like I wouldn't even remember it. But then when I started dating my boyfriend, we moved in together. He would say the same thing. He's like, it's crazy when you fall asleep. Like, I don't even think, you know, when you're sleeping, but um, anytime I like, you already know I'm there. But if I come from watching TV to going in the bedroom, like you just freak out, you just jump up. And then even walking on the streets in New York, my friends would always be like, why do you always look side to side? I'm like, I don't know. It's just my reaction. Like, I'm like, always. (laughs) Yeah, but it was just like constant, like always looking. Um, And there was a time I remember I called my brother and it was before I found out and I was hysterically crying to him. I'm like, I don't, my brain just never, I was explaining to him exactly how I felt. And I'm like, you don't understand how much work I have to do to just quiet my mind and just feel good. And he was like, it's just normal. Like humans, we're, we're always in that fight or flight or like, that's the normal feelings that we have. And it, I was like, okay, it must just be normal. But I got to that feeling of like, how could this really be normal for my brain to constantly be going like this, always looking out for danger. 
I don't think it's normal. And so then when my holistic doctor told me, yeah, <laughs> there's a reason why that was happening. It's actually not normal. It was like, okay, there's a way to fix this. I know that, you know, you can take supplements today. I'm not a mental health professional whatsoever, but there's ways to reverse it, which is great. And I'm in that process right now, but energizing habits really is what allowed me on a daily basis and still today to, to feel so good. That's awesome. So, so, so the most important thing there, it sounds like, and I could be totally wrong, but the most important thing is finding that happiness. And then that happiness creates the comfort. And then that comfort allows a little bit of rest on the anxiety or worry. Is that kind of how it's like reversing it? Is that fair? Yeah. To say? So you can build those chemicals in your brain back up. So I can increase my serotonin levels. There's supplements and I take them right now. Um, it's essentially like this process of rebuilding. Again, I'm not a doctor. I just know from my experience, I'm not a mental health professional, but um, I take supplements. And then after about six months, so I'm pretty much done with it at this point, um, you're good. Like your chemicals are rebuilt and then you're just on maintenance mode. So for anybody who has an imbalance, there's definitely ways to fix it. But that first step is even knowing that you have one, which a doctor could tell you, and then um, going in that process. But yeah, she's holistic doctor. So it's everything's all natural, which I also like. But if people have more serious chemical imbalances, then of course, there's other options as well. That's, it's so interesting. When I used to bartend, I spent like 15 years in the restaurant industry. And I remember this one conversation with um, a girl who she also worked in a restaurant, but we all kind of like frequented each other's, you know, bars and stuff whenever we we're off and just to say hi. And one day we were having a conversation. She was having some boy troubles or whatever. And I don't even know how I, uh, I was already married. So it's not like I was trying to present myself, but I was like, you know, I, I actually go through almost daily. I want to put myself Gabby in a position where um, I laugh out loud hysterically and I actually cry, like I'm moved to tears. Um, and so I'll find, like I'm that guy or that person, let's say, that goes on YouTube or whatever and finds like the the military dad or military parent coming home and the kids like welcoming and crying and stuff. Like I, I, I want to be moved emotionally like to the most extreme, um, uh, I guess, amounts. And I don't know if that's because I understand that I need that. I, I don't know what it is about that, but that's what actually makes me feel good is the laugh out loud, hysterically like crying to tears, laughing, and then literally crying to tears with sadness and emotion and uh, all those things that come along with those videos. So I don't even know why I said that. I don't know if I'm like looking for confirmation from you, if that's a good thing, or if that's a way of a one way of energizing habits, but I want to get into that now on, you know, kind of your area of expertise on, you know, the role environment plays, maybe the role like sense and exercise, and maybe even diet plays. Um, if you want to, if you want to start diving into that, where would you say, your focus is, um, you know, in, in optimizing your habits and do those vary from where you are, whether that's at home and work and things like that, or is it kind of the same regimen? And I'll let you take it away wherever you want to go. Okay, perfect. So also with what you said about how you'll watch a video until you're cracking up, maybe crying from cracking up, and then also something that really moves you. I think that's a way of your body telling you what you need. And it's great that you 
feel energized after because that is definitely an energizing habit. I think where people sometimes get confused with energizing habits is, okay, feel great when maybe I'm watching TV or I'm drinking or whatever it may be. But afterwards, if I feel worse than I did before, then it's not an energizing habit. So if going through YouTube and watching random videos doesn't make you feel good after doing it, then it's not considered energizing. Where it's like for reading a book, for example, and I have a rule Monday through Friday, I don't watch TV. Um, so if I have free time at the end of the day, I'll, I'll grab a book. And maybe at first I would rather go to Shark Tank than read a book, but I know after I read the book, I always feel recharged. I feel much better. And so there's a ton of energizing habits. And of course we have these foundational habits that we might have in our life, like getting sleep, which I mean, people speak about it all the time, but the more research I do daily into energizing habits and just what recharges people sleep, it seems to always come back as the number one. For example, even discipline. So I used to wake up at 4 a.m. every single day for a couple of years. And because I've done so much research now into sleep specifically, and it says like, if you sleep less, it causes your appetite to be thrown off. So you'll eat more, your discipline won't be as strong. Like there's so many negative effects of not getting enough sleep that, I mean, I still wake up at 5 a.m., but I'm like, I'm not waking up at four anymore. I need that extra hour of sleep. So were you going to say something? Oh, just, just, (laughs) I, I get such terrible sleep. I do not sleep. Like my sleep is so sporadic. I might sleep for three hours and then wake up for like an hour and then try and get another hours. Like my sleep is broken up for just, oh, you said that. And I noticed you said that and in my life, I just realized like, dude, I get so, I, I, I go so up and down some days. I have no problem sleeping. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, I feel like it's usually like I have no problem or I get terrible sleep. So mm-hmm. try melatonin or anything in that category? Mm, no, 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 I've never, I've never tried any, any sleep aids or, okay. or, uh, I need a new mattress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anything to get your sleep on track, I think is worth it. But yeah, the reason I like melatonin is because I have the little gummies. And so I get excited and I have to have one, but it's just a signal for me. Like I know if I'm taking a melatonin, which is such a small quantity anyway, it's just a ritual. It's a signal. Okay. You're ready for sleep right now. Another big thing is not going on your phone before you go to sleep. So in back in the day when we were all cavemen and women, we would get a second boost of energy as the sun was setting. So it was like, okay, it was a signal to you have the energy to build your tent and you're going to create your bed for the night. But now we never get that naturally because we always have our blue light. We always have our phone. So the time that we finally turn off the the phone, the light, it's like we're wide awake because we never got that natural. Okay, your energy is going to boost as the sun is going down. And then once it's down, you're ready for bed because we're always looking at screens, whether it's your TV, it's your phone, it's your computer. And so a big thing is on my phone, at least I have the do not like the sleep timer which I've heard a lot of people have. So once it's on the sleep timer, I really try not to look at my phone, but at least it dims it. 
And then I like to leave it either outside of my room at night or on the opposite end of the room. So it's not near me. Cause that you, can- um, Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean yes, to catch uh, off there. When did you stop watching TV during the week? Cause I heard you say that. She said during Monday the week, Friday, Monday, she Monday, said, I, have Friday. I got a rule. I was like, okay, hold on. We got it. I wanted to say something right there. Um, cause, cause that's interesting. And so it's what made you stop watching TV Monday through Friday? Whoa. Yeah. You, so, uh, have that decision. I really like, I'm a fan too of rewards. Like, okay, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish during the week. I gave the absolute best I could every single day. And so on Friday night or Saturday, whatever it may be, like I can treat myself to shark tank or whatever, whatever show. <laughs> I love shark tank, big fan, <laughs> but yeah, just, I noticed it just didn't make me feel good during the week. And I, I tell myself it doesn't give me the momentum I want during the week either to really accomplish my goals. And so I always feel like there's something else I could be doing during that one hour window that would give me more momentum. So I can look back at the week and really feel proud and like, okay, you did a good job. And now you can relax and enjoy the weekend. So that's really when it came about. I just didn't feel good doing it. And I felt better when I stopped. That is one of the best explanations I heard for not watching TV. <laughs> uh, no, it's huge. And, and well, there's a self-awareness yeah, there. That was like, I think that was my biggest takeaway. Go ahead. My bro. Oh, no, 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 no. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Self-awareness, knowing what serves you and what doesn't. Or what felt good. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause we, 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 generally do what we feel like doing um which is probably part of the problem right we will do what we feel like doing which is usually not doing what we know we're supposed to do uh procrastination and stuff like that but i'm curious gabby so do the books you read and it's it could be obviously business related because if that's your passion then it would fuel you uh but i'm curious like when you when you replaced the tv with a book is it always about um, a personal development or business development, or is it just stuff that you would find entertaining for like the listeners in the audience? Yeah. So since I was, I'm like not a Harry Potter person, since I was a little kid, I just, I read the first books so I could tell my friends I read the first book and I was like, mom, this is not for me. I don't even think I read the full book. It was like the first chapter and then the movie too. I'm like, I don't know what's happening with the fantasy stuff, but it's just like, doesn't feel real enough for me. Right. So if I was into fantasy and, and that type of genre, then I would read it. But the thing that I love consuming is business and also spirituality. So like mastery of love, untethered soul, anything in personal development, I really crave and I, I like to read. So that's why I choose those books because I also like them, not just so I can, you know, make my business better and everything like that. Awesome. I love that. One thing too, that you said about the self-awareness and what makes you feel good. That's the biggest thing with energizing habits is we spoke about a foundational one sleeping, but there's so many little ones throughout the day that we can get into later on or whenever it comes up, but it's just really key. If you even take one thing from this podcast or one thing overall about energizing habits is asking yourself that question, am I energized right now? And that's a question I'm constantly asking myself. I'm constantly asking employees to tell me on a scale of one to 10, how energized they feel. 
Because the more you ask that, you can really gain that self-awareness. Okay, is this draining me? Is this amplifying my energy? And then also, how are you walking into your meetings or how are you walking into your gatherings? So parties that you're going to, or how are you walking into your house and hanging out with your family? How energized do you actually feel? And because I'm always asking myself that question, it allows me to always make tweaks to my schedule and my routine. That's awesome. I'm curious though, do people, um, or have you found people maybe confusing lack of energy with boredom? And if so, how do they realize the difference between the two and what do they do um, to get themselves energized? Interesting. So I have seen that, but only a small percentage of people. Okay. So where they say like, I do feel better when I'm looking through YouTube than doing absolutely nothing, but it's just about replacing it and doing trial and error with what's something that's going to serve you and makes you feel more energized after the fact. The most common drain I see for energy specifically is really <laughs> the associations that you have in your head to certain things. So for example, an employee I work with, I know, I know what it's like to work in corporate America. So I know what used to go on in my mind. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to get on this meeting. I just can't wait for it to get be done. And yeah, don't like that client want to get off. And so just replacing that. And I was so sick of saying that too. When I was in corporate America, like I have so many meetings every day. If I don't feel energized by them every day of my life is going to suck. Like it's just, and I'm not going to get the results I want. And so just even replacing that with, oh, wow, I'm so excited thinking of the feeling I want the other person to leave with thinking of why I'm so grateful to be on this call with them. And that really helped me a ton, especially working for a company. And I still use that today, but now I have a new association. And so this employee, we, we did a simple energizing habit before her call. And she said she went from needing to lay on the sofa or her bed after a call to feeling so energized, she genuinely wants to take more meetings. And she said, instead of looking at her client, like the other who like, I can't wait to get off the phone with, she's actually looking at her client. Like, I can't wait to build with this person and form a deeper relationship. So that's a common thing is just like what we're saying in our mind before we're doing certain activities and how just small, small 30 second tweaks can make a massive difference. Been positive, having a positive look or a positive outcome, um, like a like a like a premeditated like, like a like a like a premeditated positive outcome with with the things that you're doing uh, throughout the day, um, and always having it sounds like always having a, a, a you know kind of a mission or a goal of 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 being happy, you know, of making of making what you're doing um, something that one thing that you said that I picked up on was having gratitude, right? When you're great, it's, it's hard to be mad when you're grateful, <laughs> you know, I was hard to have, it's almost that it's hard, it's hard to have a bad attitude when you're being grateful or, you know, uh, almost like, you know, uh, like Tommy was talking about the other day when he took his family to go, um, I forgot what you said. It was a, like something that you took your kids down. To, I don't know if it was in LA, but the go, um, Oh, we did some poverty under. encounter. Yeah, yeah. the Children's Hunger Fund, and we were of service. And uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. And but but that grateful, but realizing, you know, and realizing that, uh, you know, 
just 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 knowing what you what you have now is 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 great you know and and ha- and having a great outlook on on the people that you're uh associating with you know not, oh, i gotta do this other meeting i gotta do another meeting it's like no well how can i what can i bring to this meeting to make it exciting to make it fun what can i bring you know what how can i help this person on the other side of the screen if i'm not in person you know like how what can I bring to this environment to, to energize it, you know? Um, and so those are things that, that, that helped me anyway, you know, you know it, it, instead of getting mundane, you know, you know, be on four or five, 10, di- you know, in your case, probably 50 different zooms a day with people and it could, it could get a little mundane, but when you have the, the attitude, attitude of gratitude, um, but also when you have a, uh, a focus of service, you know, of service and helping um, that can help with feeling good. Yeah. Replacing the, I have to with the, I get to, right. Uh, Having a little bit of optimism, I guess would be, would be key. Cause I find myself in that rut too. I mean, going back and forth with the conversations in my head, I'm like, I'm aware that they don't all serve me, Gabby, I I guess I need to maybe ask myself better questions. And and that's what I'm curious about, like, the questions we hear, and then the environment and things like that, like, what, what are those roles? Like what, at your lowest energy, what, what's your go to, I want you to share that, like, what, like, do you remove yourself from your environment and put yourself in a different environment? Do you light a candle? Like, and if so, what role do the sense play? Like those types of things. Let, let's get into that because I, I'm curious. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So it depends what my low is. Like, am I just really frustrated with, if I'm mad at somebody, like I'm frustrated. Um, and there was a time specifically, I remember at Spotify, um, where one of the people on my team, who's also happens to be one of my best friends and also happens to be a client of mine. So we have very interesting dynamic and she made a couple mistakes that she wasn't telling me about and they kept growing. And then all the leaders got involved because there's a lot of money at risk. And like, I get, I would get paid on my goals. And we were on a call when I finally figured everything out because the, the things she had been telling me before were not 100% the truth. And I was so, so upset. I was just so mad. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it just overtook my body. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, I'm clearly not happy right now. So I just can't talk to you at this moment. And I'm going to go take a walk. And so in that moment, it was taking a walk, getting outside, just getting fresh air in, getting f- into fresh air, however you say that, sun on my face and taking 15 minutes. And then I was able to reapproach the situation once I had a clear mind. So if I'm feeling frustrated, angry with someone, I need to just take a walk, take a walk. And then it's, okay, when I feel good, how do I solve this? What's the next best step? Asking myself an empowering question where I can actually start to take some movement to overcome it. One question I, I also come back to you if I'm going through adversity is I always ask myself like, okay, what is the outcome that you'll be proud to share in a week from now or a month from now? Because we all go through adversity and it's, it's a good thing to go through adversity. I don't like to say this all the time because I'm like, I don't need any more adversity in my life, even though I know it will come. Um, 
but it just makes us so much stronger. And then it makes us also more interesting. We have better stories to tell. We grow different muscles. So really reframing the situation and getting to that point where it's like, okay, I can handle this. It's going to make me stronger. There's no reason to turn back around. There's no reason to lose your cool. So that's if I'm in a frustrated or angry, upset place. If I'm feeling just really tired throughout the day, like definitely two to 3 p.m. slump. I'm in two to three right now, actually, is I actually just look up as much as I can. So when you go to bed, you close your eyes. When you wake up, you open them. So neuroscience too has backed this up. We're just looking up for 15 seconds, 15, 20, 30 seconds can actually make you feel more awake. So that's something that helps me a lot. That's, that's if I need it quick, I'm jumping on a call. Yeah. So just look up, you can put on a song too. Before I give a presentation, if I'm feeling at all nervous, I just open up my arms as much as possible again, to get myself out of that fight or flight. And then if I'm on a call and I feel nervous, I try and use my hands as much as possible in this way. Or because no one can see during Zoom, I just grab on to the sides of my desk or the sides of the table. So I'm in this open, open posture. And then it will take away your nerves. So I use different things at different times before meetings. I have a very specific energizing habit as well. Um, so it depends the mood I'm in. And then also the time, how much time do I actually have to recharge? I mean, look, what was that movie? Don't look at that. I, forget. I don't know. Or something. But the Superman but, pose. Yeah. So, so science says the Superman pose actually works. Yeah. So That's science cool. says Superman pose work. And I have, I have a story about that. Also, Jordan Peterson says that I didn't read his book, but a friend of mine just told me that um, he writes an entire chapter about standing upright, standing mm. up tall, mm. and science backs up that makes you feel more confident. Also, when you're speaking to people, if you cave in or you close off, it makes them feel like you're weaker psychologically. So Apparently he wrote a whole chapter about this, but anyway, I do have a story about a client with the superwoman pose. I'll change it from Superman to superwoman for a sec. Um, and so she had a 20 year old business. So she's been in business for 20 years and she's got really frustrated because she hasn't really been able to grow her revenue. And it's not that demand is an issue. She has to turn down two clients a day and oh, wow. all of the celebrities- yeah, she has to call turn two down a day. And she's very well known at like the celebrities go to her for her services where she's located. So she's in Hawaii. So yeah, celebs all go to her. And so it's not the demand issue. It was just the fact that she actually couldn't ask for higher prices. So she was too afraid to raise her prices. And so every day before work, I would literally just have her do the superwoman pose then do this. Like I got this. And she was able to increase her revenue in less than 3% by 20% and less than three months by 20%. And ever since then, she has increased it by five to 10% every single month. So it's not even the fact that she took on more clients. She's just had confidence to ask for higher prices and do things that are more strategically driving her business. And that is the only thing we did. <laughs> Superwoman, and I got this. 
You know what I mean? Fist pump, huh? I hit him with the fist pump. Hit him, I was like, hit him with the Jersey Shore, bro. <laughs> ah, what's up, baby? That's awesome. Uh, man, you know what? Yeah. That that's that's fantastic. But you know, just having the it's all about just like what you just said, Gabby. It's it's about you know, realize, you know, unlocking that inner confidence. Cause we all have it. You know, I think I heard Les Brown say this one time or something like this. There's greatness in all of us, right? We just have to have, we just have to unlock it. Mm-hmm. It just has to be unlocked. There's greatness in all of us. We have to unlock, we have to unlock it in ourselves, or, you know, if, or maybe somebody else realizes it and sees it and they help us. And they're like, dude, here's the key. You know what I'm saying? You know, they realize, well, oh, it's right here. Oh, all that fist butt and, and superwoman pose, you know, and in creating that um, or just realizing that we have greatness in us um, is is imperative. You know, and that that's huge. And, and that's what you're doing for people. Like, that's amazing. Like, it changed that lady's life. <laughs> changed that I, lady's I, life. I love the simplicity of it because I think, you know, at least for me, I've been guilty of, wanting to overcomplicate it like oh you know um needs to be this or it needs to be that or i need to go find a book on this and you know and and it's really not it's literally your posture your breathing um and those types of things so uh, i i'm grateful for you saying that and kind of reiterating um and then maybe even confirming uh my want to experience those extreme emotions um, cause I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. I just knew that it felt good and it actually it does. It feels great afterwards. Um, so I, I appreciate that. Um, Gabby, let's get into Ohm. And, uh, you know, I know I asked you about the name. Um, if you want to explain that, I don't know the, the, the audience might be a little curious as to if that means something or not like myself. Um, but then what, what is, what do you, What's the ultimate goal with that? I know it's optimization, um, or at least that's my understanding, but can you talk a little bit about the company, how you formed it? I think you kind of explained why, but if you want to go into that too, um, and then what's the goal over the next five to 10 years with it? What, what, what are you hoping to accomplish? Yeah, of course. So yeah, I'll explain the name Ohm and we're kind of going to transition out of it. Eventually it will be fully energizing habits. So we were slowly changing the name over. But the reason why I came up with the name Ohm is I was thinking about, first of all, I'll explain the community portion and the two different parts of the business. So the way that I started is a side hustle. So when I was working over at Spotify as a seller, I decided to create the side hustle because I had already been giving workshops. People were reaching out to me for help. And I was on a happy hour with six of my girlfriends. And we were just talking about, you know, who we were dating and the latest handbags and the latest shows. And I left and I'm like, I'm so sick of just having surface level conversations. I feel like we're not supporting each other to actually grow. And so I want a group of people where they're, I like hanging out with them. I want to grab a drink with them, but we also support each other on our growth journey and we hold each other accountable and we can have these growth conversations And so that's really when I got the idea and I had already been doing energizing habits. So it was really at the center of it. Like, yeah, I want results from this program, from this group. It's not just going to be a community. We're also going to get results. Um, So when I was thinking of the names, I was like, oh, well, I want it to feel like home. My grandma's name, we called her Omi. And so I was like, home, 
Omi, Om, and Om is, it's a very spiritual word as well. I was like, oh, that's perfect. It has a beautiful meaning behind it. I can call name it after my grandma because I loved her very dearly. And then also the community, I wanted to feel like a home. And so that's where the name came about, Om. And the reason why I'm slowly transitioning it to energizing habits is because what I do for companies is all around energizing habits. So energizing their employees. And I want people to more easily be able to associate what the name is with the brand, what we actually do. That's awesome. And I think that for me, it's so, uh, what you do is so important, not, not just for me, but you know, for, for businesses, for entrepreneurs and, um, and for the employee, obviously Every, I just read about like the great resignation and you might be familiar with how 40 million people left corporate America. And that was due to them. Really a majority of it was them just not liking the culture and the environment I would assume that it was draining. It was, you know, and, and all of those things. But pre-COVID, um, I actually read an article about a company in Brazil that uh, wasn't growing and their productivity was declining, it seemed like, every quarter. And uh, they wanted to do something different. They started like tracking employees hours and productivity. And they found like the average employee that spent eight hours a day at work was only productive, something like two, two and a half hours. The rest of the time was like emails and like social media or whatever the case may be. And so what they did is they put everybody on a flat salary. Everybody gets paid the same um no matter what and they let them work remotely wherever they wanted and they seen productivity go through the roof it like doubled within um the you know the quarter or whatever it might be and those those numbers probably aren't exact but i i think it's because people got to work from the beach where they were energized and they felt good. And then there was like the ocean there. So they'd get their work done and they gave themselves a reward. So environment, um, huh? yeah, not that you need confirmation, but you're obviously onto something. And I think because the direction of just human beings right now and having short attention spans and things like that, I think what you're doing is revolutionary. Um, when we did that exercise on our initial meeting, Gabby, it kind of reminded me of what Tony Robbins does, but a little more controlled, like, like not everybody walks around with a trampoline, um, you know, that they could jump on and stuff, but, but it kind of reminded me of that just done a little more delicately and intentional. It seems like it's more of a long-term, um, habitual type of thing versus, that immediate three days of just intensity and you're fired up and then you're like this ball of energy and it flames out. And I don't know if that's by design for him or, uh, or what, but I think what you're doing is special. I just want to share sustainable. That yeah. Thank you Gracious. so much. Yeah. It's and I'm sorry if I'm delayed at all, you went out for a minute. I thought I lost you too, but I think I heard everything and thank you for that wonderful compliment, but that's exactly what it's meant to do because 
I was also so sick of going to these things that made me feel great for a couple of days, but I wanted that to last long-term. Like, I don't just want to feel high. And I've gone to UPW, love Tony Robbins. He's like a boss man, um, the goat, but <laughs> I'm like, wow, I feel high in life, but I want to feel that way every day. I want to feel really energized before all my meetings. And of course there's times to feel relaxed and grounded, but just being more in control of it. So I know there's these quick hacks that I actually like to do. They're not going to take me an hour or 30 minutes or even 10 minutes. I can just quickly do them and feel good. That's huge. Um, and, and real quick before um, before we head out today, uh, and I wanted to talk about the, the building of your business, right? And deciding to become an entrepreneur um, and, and going from, you know, employee to entrepreneur. What was that? What was that journey like? And, you know, especially getting to the coaching business to where it can seem a little bit uh, saturated in it, especially now with social media um, and separating yourself um, and now coaching companies and their employees. What was that transition like? And how did that start for you? Shark Tank. Yeah. So it, it yeah, started with Shark <laughs> Mr. Wonderful and him calling everybody a cockroach. So it started, well, I had been doing these workshops for about three years at Spotify, teaching these habit workshops. And I started to notice, I always loved my job, really. I mean, there were tough points in it, times I thought maybe I would quit and turn back around. But for the most part, I really, really enjoyed my job. But I also noticed that when I would go home and work on this like personal development stuff, forming these energizing habits, it just gave me even more energy. Like, oh, wow, I like this even more. And so I, of course, thought of all these crazy ideas, but like nothing super realistic. And then when quarantine, the pandemic happened, it just gave me the perfect opportunity because I was no longer spending all this time entertaining. I got to spend time actually creating and thank God for my brother, who's an entrepreneur. And he was the one who really said like, okay, people are already reaching out to you. You're ready doing this. Just charge for it. And he had me go step by step. So I'm like, great. I have this idea. Now, what do I do? Do I just open it up? Do I just charge people? And he's like, no. You got to ask for advice, make a list of 15 people who you think would be the perfect fit and just genuinely ask them five questions that you want to know to help you build the company. At the end, you can say, if you, if you want to be informed as I move this process along, like I'll keep you in the loop and just doing that, just asking for advice as I was building is how I got my first group together. So I got my first group of paying customers and they knew I had never actually created a group before or, or done this as a business. So that's how it started. I continued to do my job. I worked on Sundays. So I do all my one-on-ones on Sundays. And then we had our meetings after work, of course. Um, and as it started to grow through word of mouth, I finally was like, okay, I'm going to put in my two weeks. But I knew I was going to put in my two weeks for about six months. I had the date in mind and I knew the goals that I wanted to hit, my sales goals I wanted to hit <laughs> before I got there. And so, and then when I put in my two weeks, they asked me to finish out the quarter. But anyway, when I was full-time on my own, I think I had very, very, very ambitious goals, like more ambitious than ever. I'm like, I'm going to make this amount in my first year. I'm going to get this many new clients. Like just very, Adam always says, pup, like pup, 
you, I was just a pup, but like, I'm still a pup for sure. But that's definitely looking back. I'm like, oh my God, the goals that I used to set for myself were so outrageous. Um, so a lot of learning to set smaller goals, a lot of learning the things that I needed to learn before I actually could sell into corporate, for example, because like that's a whole nother beast in itself. It's just, it took me about four months just to learn how to sell into a company. So um, yeah, the journey was definitely, it was a shock to go from what I was doing and how much I was making to doing even more and what I was making. But then once I got out of the first year of doing um, OM or energizing habits, then the next quarter after my revenue already forexed. So I think I just had to learn that I had a lot to learn and I still do of like, wow, you, you really know nothing about building a business and you don't even know what it's like to sell as a startup. You only know what it's like to sell with a brand name like Spotify behind you. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to ask, what'd you learn about yourself um, in that year? So when you look back on that first year of getting started, cause there's a lot of folks out there that are like, you know, um, I would say, uh, you know, trying to still for a second with their foot still on first type of thing. Uh, and what would, what'd you learn about yourself in that growth process? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much. Well, also I'll, I'll just say too, a big reason why I was able to accelerate is because of my business coach. So like very much believe in that as well, um, without him and without my life coach as well, I don't know where I'd be but they were very important <laughs> in my growth. Anyway, I learned, I actually am good at handling uncertainty. Like it's fun. It's fun to have variety. I don't always need to know where I'm going to be in a month from now or three months from now. And you can just roll with the punches. Um, definitely became just a lot more authentically myself. It's like when you're working at a company, you kind of can, you start to form similar habits and similar ways of pitching as the people around you, especially if you're in sales. But when you're off on your own and you're really building a brand, it's so important, more important than ever to really dig in and find out like, what is it, what is it that you want and what is it that you're giving to someone and why, why? Like always asking myself, why, why, why? So it just forced me to sell from an authentic place instead of ever coming from a place that is not on brand or not who I truly am. So yeah, it forced me to be more authentic. It forced me to always deal with uncertainty and be okay with it. And then um, it's it also taught me like, it's really not that bad to have a quarter where you're not making what you used to make or what you didn't make last quarter. Like things might slow down for a quarter so that they can accelerate six months from now or a year from now. It's just about what is that muscle you're growing in order to be more valuable later on. Build and found it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I love everything that you just said. Again, not that you need confirmation, but we, you know, I, I hope the audience, which Gabby, we, I don't know if we preface that, but um, a lot of our audience are people that are on that entrepreneurial journey or transitioning from the corporate setting into business ownership. And, and I just hope that they caught that you didn't do it recklessly, that you knew you were going to quit eventually, right? You knew where you were going to plant that flag. However, it took six months to do so because you had some goals you wanted to achieve. I, I would assume that those goals were also 
um, financially beneficial and maybe building a little bit of a, a emergency fund or, or something along those lines. Um, but then not only did you think it, you sought counsel, you wrote it out, and then you started attacking and figuring it out. And you had coaches and mentors uh, that helped you along the way. And, uh, you know, those are things that we've talked about here a lot. And um, I think it was just powerful for our audience to hear that confirmed by somebody who's doing the things that you're doing. So um, I wanted to point that out. Fire. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and and before we uh, finish up here, where can, um, where can we find, what was this, where can people find you? What was the best... Uh, website I, so we will have it in the description of course but l let the listeners know uh, where they can find you yeah of course everything is really energizing habits so instagram tiktok pinterest and then yeah energizinghabits.com is the website man this I is have, exciting i have one more question oh, yeah, though ahead, i have one more ahead, question so so what is when you started becoming hyper self-aware and wanted to build on those energizing habits what was like the book or where did you start and what is your go-to either book or podcast or coach or whatever what is that for for somebody who's looking to kind of start that journey becoming more self-aware and then finding some habits that serve them where would you point them to other than your website obviously and, and, and your business yeah so um I would say even more important than a book or a podcast or anything. Well, of course your podcast, number one, yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah, first place to start, but is asking that question throughout the day and simply taking note. So if you can just block off five minutes at the end of your day to look back on the day and say like, what are the things that energized me and what took from it? And experimenting day to day. Like if I don't have my phone within arm's reach tomorrow, Will I feel better? And just testing it out for a day. Because I know when I don't have my phone near me, oof, my energy is so much higher. So every day, just challenging yourself to tweak or test something out and taking notes of this during my energy today and this amplified it. So those practical steps. And then in terms of books, I think books are so important, but only if you actually take a nugget and implement it. So if there's one book, that I would recommend. It would definitely be Untethered Soul by Michael Sanger. And it's because it just made me very self-aware that the voice inside my head is not the voice that I should always be listening to, especially when it's just chitter chattering and fear-based and saying negative thoughts. And so that's the book that completely changed my life. Untethered Soul. Untethered Soul, yeah, by Michael Sanger. He just came out with a new book that I can't wait. It comes out May 10th. So, but he's like, I hope one day I can just hug him because <laughs> that book really changed my life. That's awesome. I love it. I That's love awesome. it. Um, oh, you know what? Last question. <laughs> I know. Huh? Last question. Who, who would you like us to interview uh, next? So who would you like us to interview? Um, but the only, the, the only way we, that we can interview him is if you, you know, plug us in with them or, 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 uh, uh Put a good word in for us. So who would you like us to, you know, interview or some that you would like to have us come on the show with? Oh, I would definitely say Pranam Lipinski, my business coach. And he's an entrepreneur. I, he is not a business coach, by the way. I just <laughs> had a thought one day that popped into my head. 
oh, I wonder if Pranam would ever be your business coach because he's created many businesses. And I was like, I think I'm going to have to beg him. Maybe he won't want to do it, but he's like completely changed my business. And the way he thinks about life is mind-blowing and he impresses me almost more than anybody else in this world. So Pranam Lipinski for sure. Uh, Yeah, Pranam. We can <laughs> for you. We're gonna reach out. <laughs> we appreciate. <laughs> he's so he's amazing. You guys will love him. Man, today, y'all, I'm telling y'all for the for the audience and for for everybody listening, watching, you know, you know, and everybody around. And this was impactful. Was this impactful, man? Oh yeah, I loved it. This was um, a conversation I was looking forward to selfishly. Like, it was for my own benefit. Uh, and, you know, so, so I just want to thank you, Gabby, for, for hopping on with us today and taking some time out um, to, uh, to tell your story, uh, to talk about your branding, your business, but really just to give some great um, energizing uh, tips and hacks, insight, um, yeah. you know, insight to help people improve their lives. So I want to thank you for that. Um, and, you know, I'm just... I'm just super excited and can't wait. Uh, you know, so eventually, eventually we will all the, all do this in person uh, one of these days. Hopefully we'll, our, our paths will cross and we'll do this in person. Um, and, and so we just appreciate you for hopping on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, I think definitely they yeah, will, right? Because we're going to do some live events. We just released the podcast uh, today that we did with your brother, Adam, who's a monster as well. And we enjoyed um, and we're excited to uh, to release yours here shortly, so that everybody can can uh, be introduced to your greatness. Um, Absolutely, yeah. everybody, everybody, go follow Energizing Habits on Instagram. Go tap into the website. Go join uh, the movement um, that is Energizing Habits. Please go do that, um, and please do not forget to go ahead and hit that like, subscribe, all those buttons that you know you need to tap into. Go ahead and tap into them. I mean, follow where you need to follow. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, without any further ado, no pressure, no diamonds. Hey, we appreciate you sticking with us to the end. And if you did, we know that you enjoyed that episode. Because you enjoyed that episode, we're going to ask that you like, comment, subscribe, and share this episode with a friend. By the way, take a look at the website at npndpodcast.com. You're going to find all of our previously recorded episodes, all up and coming episodes, clips. And, uh, and there's a ton of great stuff there. That's npndpodcast.com. Take a look at that, and then we'll catch you on the next one.